Hi. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Talk About It Mate podcast. In this podcast, we're letting you in on the ground floor of the next mental health revolution. Fundamentally, people want to be seen and heard, and it doesn't take a professional to provide that. Peer support is transforming people's lives, and we're going to show you how it's done. We'll start each podcast with a check-in, where we'll describe our here and now feelings. Think how you would honestly respond if someone asked you, how are you? Then, we'll choose a topic and talk, from our own experiences, about what that means to us. No direct questions, no advice, no disagreement, just open listening and validation. And at the end, we'll check out. How are you now? And that's it. Well, alongside the podcast, we'll be providing support, guidance and connection around the topic each week on our social media and on our meetup. So head there now, during or after the podcast to get and stay connected. But for now, let's get into it. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. I, you know when you feel like I've got to do this, this, and this. I haven't done it, and yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot in that 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 without saying much, you said quite a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, not that you asked, but you know, I'm feeling pretty great. I mean, you did ask before we went live, so I'll let you off. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 having a really good day. Um, yeah, had some really good news regards my work situation this morning. So um, I don't know. Why, why don't we just um, just jump into a check-in then, rather than sort of <laughs> talking about how we're feeling without sort of actually, you know, formalising the structure. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling like a big fat door has just closed behind me. On a, on a chapter of my life that has weighed so heavily on me for such a long time. And yeah, I've had, some, I've, had some, I've had a really positive conversation with my new boss and I'm feeling really ready to go. That's how I'm feeling. Nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say kind of relaxed, just, just like satisfied, I suppose. Yeah, satisfied. Like things are ticking over very very nicely and and i've taken actions in the areas where we need to take actions uh, and i'm i think I, I do often get very nervous when i'm not addressing problems because then it stress builds up but there's a lot of things that are out of my control and and there are other things that i don't have to do right now so yeah i feel quite satisfied that what i'm doing right now is good enough and and, and that's that's a nice place to be in what i think is really interesting about feeling satisfied is in those periods where we're not feeling extreme or like surges of certain emotions. It's nice to know that where your level rests is a position of contentment and satisfaction rather than a resting in worry, which is probably where we both were historically. Yeah, yeah. In between things, I wouldn't be relaxed. I would be stressed <laughs> just as a default. Um, but speaking of that, speaking of journeys, we are on episode two of this uh 10-step journey um, and today's topic is judgment judgment is um a very loaded topic um and just like looking at how we checked in for example we both seem quite comfortable in, in where we're at and in our own skin and quite reflective and that's usually when when we're not applying like negative negative judgment on ourselves i think judgment in my past is 
a lot of it has come from myself and what I imagine I'm getting from other people. And, and that can sometimes motivate you, you know, like me against the world and all that. But uh, sometimes it can paralyze you as well and stop you from doing things because for me, it, it's linked to a lot of things like embarrassment is a really strong emotion for me. And yeah, fear and just I'll get shown up. You know, I'm not good enough. I'll get shown up. And, and, and judgment is such a loaded issue for me. I would agree with the idea when I sort of started thinking about judgment, the first type of judgment that came into my mind was more self-judgment rather than judgment of others. Because my view of embarrassment is I don't really feel it in that moment in the same way that I know that you do. You, you mm. experience acute embarrassment if, it, you know, wrongly or rightly, not, not to invalidate that feeling, but, you know, a lot of the time I, I wouldn't think that you should feel it. Um, for me, I don't really feel that embarrassment or that sense of judgment in the moment. It's on reflection in an unhealthy way, sort of ruminating, reconsidering, going over, overthinking things that have happened and actually placing judgment into that thought where really a lot of the time there isn't that judgment. But I know where that comes from. That comes from trauma and, you know, whereby judgment has been unfairly placed upon situations. And now I've got into a pattern of thinking that people are out to judge me, even though now I'm surrounding myself with people that I know don't treat me like that and don't think like that and do think good things about me and do think the best of me. I still put that judgment into the scenario when I'm reflecting on it. For sure. Like if I look at moments in my own life like how many times was I was I judged by others probably a handful of times in my own life that I've been harshly judged by others and often it's the things that happen in childhood and that then your past then stays with you and shows up in your present Uh, and and that feeling of acute embarrassment might not be the fact that like I've played a dodgy pass at football it might be all those other like feelings from my past coming up and 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 I yeah that's and I think that's definitely linked to my ADHD condition is that I can't put a gate in there sometimes. That will just flood out when I'm put under intense pressure, uh, especially like psychologically or, or if someone's really pressing me on something or perceive someone to be very, very critical of me, then I, this judgment really grips hold of me and I, and I have to remove myself from that situation and take a breather or have very good people who I can can kind of offload to so I do think that like judgment it comes mainly from ourselves and, and but it's rooted in in experiences usually from childhood that's my experience but once we push past that it just seems like so silly doesn't it it's easy to call our feelings silly when we've moved beyond the the moment it but we know that it's anything but when you're feeling it it's so unbelievably paralyzing to feel that because when you feel judged it really stops you from doing anything i think judgment is as a lot of these emotion words that we will discuss throughout the the 10 episodes a lot of these things are almost analogous to anxiety sometimes you know feeling judged is how you feel when you're anxious a lot of the time it, it or at least for me my anxiety is about judgment and shame and guilt the interesting thing there that i picked up on was that perception of judgment that's the key here because there's a difference between and the reason why we've chosen this topic is because it feels like judgment is both a stimulus for change you know it's something that happens that makes you think this isn't okay or it's something that you perceive to be happening and that you don't like that 
and that's what we've been discussing so far. But the other side of it is actual judgment. And that's something that you may encounter even when you decide to make positive changes in your life. You might find that people around you, instead of it being something that you're perceiving that isn't there, actually will resist your change, resist your growth, mm. and will judge your new found beliefs, perspectives, uh, the things that you start to do with your, your life, the boundaries you start to put in place. They will actually judge you. And how do you go about dealing with judgment and criticism healthily? That's it. The million dollar question, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I, I set myself on a new path with the changes I made in my own life many few years back. And, and I think that did put me on collision course with a few people. And, uh, cause you're the person that's changing uh, and it's how they, how they receive that. And, you know, it, it can be tough to accept a person who has changed so considerably, but if they're doing positive changes for themselves and they're a good person, then I'm very much behind what anyone does in, ter- in terms of changing. But wrestling with that judgment is is just such a tough thing. It, it puts down so many barriers or traps for you in that you, you might have taken that first step, you've reached out or you've set yourself on a new path, but then then judgment, and which is linked to you know all these other things, it, it tells you that you're not good enough to do this. And often with me, it's very much linked to comparison so i would never i would never judge anyone else as harshly as i judge myself so then therefore i'm already putting myself lower down than other people so i could be sat in a room full of people on a course for example and be like they're all better than me but i'm not judging myself by the same criteria that i'm judging them for them to be good they just have to show up and talk and they're good enough why can't i apply that same judgment to myself i think that's the key thing isn't it it's your it's the measure by which you define anything comparison is such an enemy of contentment like if you want to just feel comfortable with who you are you have to sort of not consider yourself in relation to other people just be comfortable that you are you and that's enough and we hear that a lot in counseling and in the sort of groups and spheres that we operate in you know you are enough is a mantra that's that's spoken over and over again but it doesn't mean anything until you understand that it doesn't mean that you are enough in comparison to other people. It means forget about other people, forget about other standards that may exist. They are artificial. There is no such thing as a definitive scale of of goodness or smartness or beauty or um, how much someone has achieved. There is no like hierarchy on which we all sit and we're just trying to climb up there. That that is only in our minds. That that judgment as to where we sit on that ladder is made up it's in our mind and we can just we can choose to forget about that i'm really proud of your sort of story for many many reasons obviously what what it's brought about but when you said you took action and you it led you to collide with people in your life and it it did lead to that judgment and to that in some ways you, you know you lost some people in terms of the closeness of those relationships i know that when i've thought about making positive change and I've thought about doing things that are right for me that maybe will irk other people. I have I have preempted that judgment and it has stopped me. So to see in someone like you that you've pushed through that, I'm just in awe of that type of behavior. I think whenever someone behaves like that, you know, and risks it all to just do what they know is right for them, I think that's the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself in your mental health journey. Hence why it's the second episode of this podcast. Do you know what? Hearing that back from you is very, I'm a bit blown away by it because you, 
you don't we don't treat ourselves with the same thing that we do other people do we and that that is kind of a very good reflection of what happened the the quote i always go to on that is comparison is the thief of joy in that i do move away if i realize i'm doing that it often is when i'm in a negative mood so for example I've got a WhatsApp group with some mates and there's five of lads in the WhatsApp group. Now, two of those lads are doctors. One of the guys is really high up in the fire service and one is a a music editor at a, a very, very well-known newspaper, right? And I'm the fifth guy. So, like, for many, many years, I've had to wrestle with the fact that, like, yes, I, I earn considerably less money than all those four guys, you know, like, and, and these, but I love those guys. They're, they're funny guys. They're, like, ace guys. But if I just base it on like the, where we are in our life I, I'm, I'm already doing myself a disservice i'm the only one out of those five guys who's done a career change but again that that again that comparison is it, it's not useful because it just pits pits you against other people it's r- running your own race so comparing myself to where i was five years ago like i'm way more knowledgeable and fitter and happier i'm healthier that's a surefire way to lift my mood i'm already sitting up in my chair like positive judgments as well like you're swinging the pendulum back in your favor and and giving yourself a chance and, and i'm i'm very much for that and, and one way i do that and, and i don't know if i ruffle feathers for saying this but i've lowered my standards considerably like it, and i'm not saying i'm doing a piss poor job but um like I always say this done is better than perfect thing. Like there there's many ways to skin a cat. Like there's many ways to make a podcast. I made a podcast off the back of nothing, just recording it on my phone. Here we are doing this amazing podcast, which I'm absolutely loving. Like it comes from just giving something a go. There's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna try it. That was the first blog I ever did and that spawned the group. And and it's I took away that that need to like hit a certain level. It was just give it a go and see where you get to. And if we're talking about first steps, that's why I feel that I was successful. It's always the the sort of enemy of progress to imagine what perfection looks like, imagine what the end goal looks like, and then tell yourself about all the things that are in the way between here and there. Like that for me has been a big, big issue in, in the last sort of six to seven years. I remember when I was at drama school, um, probably just before my mental health really, really took a tumble. And they talked about these handshakes. I, I remember this so vividly. I, I, I remember this lesson. I can't remember what the context was, but describing like, how do you shake someone's hand? And they described three ways. They described the super firm, assertive, you know, grab them, really shake the, you know, really rock the the joints about, you know, um, they described the the wet flannel, soft, sort of almost wet wilting, fish. like yeah, like a wet fish handshake. And then they described one which was where you don't really think about it at all, and it's just you're in the moment and you're just doing it, and it's just like a it's like a handshake you would do with a friend. And they said if you could choose any of those handshakes to to give or receive, it would always be that third one. And yet, too often when we overthink something or we consider what might go wrong we end up with that first or second either the too much pressure too much focus and 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 sort of that comes across or we don't really commit to it and we sort of wet fish it so i think that when we're talking about doing things for ourselves or making sort of change or or just moving forward as soon as we start to tell ourselves that 
we're deficient in some way. We we start behaving in that one or two. We either start putting too much pressure on or we, or we just back away from it rather than just like you say, don't put that judgment on the next thing that you do. It's, you know, whenever you do something, allow it to just be. And if you keep showing up in that way with the right intentions, eventually you will, you know, end up doing something that's productive, valuable, helpful, whatever it may be. And sometimes those things will not go anywhere. They, they won't necessarily be of any value. But the process of not judging yourself will be of value because over time you'll start to see I can do things and there's no real harm in just doing it, even if it doesn't go anywhere. Absolutely. Now I do fit too much. Sometimes I have to say no to doing things because actually I just don't have the time to do it. I was almost addicted, hooked on doing new positive things like, let's say, like in the in a week, I'd be playing football three times. I'd be doing Pilates. I'd be doing yoga. I'd be going to a meditation class because I was just like a little. I was a junkie for these ideas, but at the same time, I couldn't. I couldn't do them all. I don't want to say lowering your standards, but making it easier for yourself to succeed. Let's let's call it that. You are describing the power of judgment in taking action because when you say lower your standards, I think. To me, that sounds like not caring as much about how your action might be perceived. Like when you talk about Pilates and yoga and things like that, those are things that if you cared about what people thought, you are putting yourselves on a collision course for what you might describe as embarrassment because you're likely going to be shit at those things when you first do them. You're likely going to be a beginner. You're likely going to look like a bit of a tit when when you're trying to do poses and stuff. But when you say lowering your standards, what I'm hearing in my world would be I'm no longer going to allow what others might think of me in those scenarios to stop me from doing it. So I think another one of those related to health and fitness is is when you go to the gym for the first time and you're always worried that you're going to be the fat one in the corner or the, the one that can't lift anything heavier than eight kilos. But everyone has to start somewhere. And that's true of of everything you know when we're talking about small steps and and stopping yourself because you see the end and it feels so far away or it feels like there's so much in the way you know everyone that's that's lifting 100 kilos or everyone who can do one arm handstands and whatever they started off being as shit and as scared and as nervous as you might have been but what they didn't do is allow that potential judgment or actual judgment to stop them from just getting going with it it's not fair to put your perception of someone's judgment on someone else in the sense that, you know, if I feel like I've upset or embarrassed or pissed off a mate or someone that I just met, then I start behaving differently around that person because I'm worried about what they might be thinking about me. And then then I'm not showing up for them as the kind of friend that they need or that they want because I'm I'm backing off. I'm hiding away. I'm 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 being careful with myself. I'm not being congruous. I'm not opening up. And so all of a sudden, I, I'm the one that's muddied the water. They, they might not be thinking any of those things. And I've just decided for us that this is the way our relationship is now. You're judging me and I'm going to behave differently around you. And I'm not going to speak to you as much. Or, you know, Because sometimes when you feel judged, it, you might feel shame. You might feel embarrassment. But sometimes when I feel judged, I feel angry. I feel like that person shouldn't be judging me. And actually, they're not judging me. But I'm now angry at them because I think they are. For me, going to a, a place where I could talk about my mental health, which I've talked about when I went to that group in London previously, uh, and the second thing, again, while I was in London, I identified weight loss as a thing that damaged my confidence, and then I 
went online and I found Man vs. Fat. So I joined when I was in London. I I was knew nobody. They started a league already. Joined a team. I didn't know one. Like I was probably one of the only Northerners there. But immediately then you're in the room and, and I didn't feel those hang-ups because obviously I was actually... There was loads of guys who were heavier than me, you know. I was probably one of the in the ten percent of the guys who were who were lighter in weight. So that took a lot of pressure off me and these judgments. So I wasn't looking around the room thinking these people are judging me, but actually they might have been because I was I was slimmer than them, you know. But again, I can't determine that, and, and and I found a place, and that was nice. That took away a lot of pressure on me, and the judgments weren't coming up as quick. It was more positive. You're doing the right thing here. And that spiraled and spiraled to when I came back to Manchester. So I just think these are really good examples. And obviously what we provide in the groups is is a very similar to that, I think. Man vs. Fat is a really good example, actually, of a different type of judgment. And you touched on it there about you didn't feel judgment for being overweight, which was how you felt in general society. And again, I had the same experience of joining Man vs. Fat. But you said that you... You felt like you might be judged for being too slim, perhaps, but you couldn't know that. Well, I, I did know that. I, I directly had that judgment thrown at me at Man vs. Fat. It's a really good example of exactly what I thought judgment would be about in terms of this mental health journey because it, it was my progress. I'd lost 15 kilos and guys coming into the league were like, what on earth are you doing here? Like, what? what this is ridiculous. Like, you know it's a joke and really sort of trying to bring me down a peg or two, trying to stop me from being proud of what I'd done by sort of almost shaming me for being a part of this organization whilst being at that point, you know, a very healthy BMI. And that's exactly what might happen to people and has happened to, to me to a very small percent, a small amount, but to, to other people I know has happened in, in a greater um, sort of, level of of frequency or severity in your case we've already mentioned it when you start to make changes in your life from a mental health perspective you will start to i think boundaries is how it manifests quite a lot like you start to say no to things you start to disagree in times when people would be like well this person never speaks up never disagrees you start to not react in the way that people expect and you may encounter the person listening to this who starts to make positive changes you may encounter literal judgment and criticism in that moment. And it was difficult for me to take because I was proud of what I'd done. And these people were trying to take it away. I managed to battle through that. And the way I got through that was through peer support in that particular moment. I had my teammates, a lot of whom were now or are now my friends. And I could go to them and say, this is how I'm feeling. I feel a little bit like, you know, usually over a pint at the pub. I'm feeling like, my progress isn't recognized and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and they would say, yeah, I, I understand how you feel, blah, blah, blah. And just by listening and, and by validating me, I, I was able to deal with that judgment. Change is difficult and growth is uncomfortable. And often when you see people who are close to you or peers that you measure yourself against, that puts a mirror up to you. So like I have a mate who, who he used to be quite a big lad actually. And he lost loads of weight through running and I'd started running and stuff, but he lost loads of weight. He still does it now actually. And sometimes he posts stuff and does these runs and getting PBs. And that holds a mirror up to me for the last six months. I've just been eating and drinking, you know? And I'm, and I was like, Oh, like I really like the guy actually, but I was like, Oh, what a bastard. Like look at him doing really well in his life, but I'm happy for him, but it's held up a bit of a mirror to me. Some brilliant things in there that have just made me reflect i mean 
that that what the whatever the opposite of Schadenfreude is, where you feel pissed off that someone's doing well, is a feeling that we all all have. We all have that that instinctual judgment. But the other thing that I thought was coming out of what you were saying that I know I'm prone to is judging other people for not having the same perspective, belief, opinions, um, priorities as you. And in both types of feeling that I think are instinctive and, and we shouldn't feel shame about feeling those things, I've grown to a place where I can recognize that feeling in myself and manually steer myself away from the course that that would take me down. So if I, a good example to, today, actually, literally today, I, I've just had this brilliant conversation about my new job, but I was still a bit worried that was going to fall through. And I saw a woman that I started with at KPMG. She was flying high all the time we were at KPMG. She was doing brilliantly. She was getting exceptional praise. And I remember saying to her sort of maybe six months before I left, I was like, look, if you carry on the way you're going, you know, as soon as we get through the grad scheme, you're going to get promoted and promoted and promoted. And, you know, you're, you're a potential future partner. I can see it. And I saw this morning that she'd been promoted to manager. And this this woman, I think, must only be 26, 27. Um, and to be a manager at this stage is is is, fa- is fantastic. And there was that moment in my mind that I'm not going to feel shame about that was like, even though I've got a job that I really, really, really want and I'm really happy to have and I'm doing very well, there was that moment of like, oh, jealousy, that could have been me, you know, was I, you know, is she better? Just, just that moment. But then the progress that I know I've made in respect of that um, is that I went, hang on a second. You admire this person. You think this person deserves that. It's meritocratic. They're brilliant. And, you know, I could congratulate that person and say, I told you, I said you were going to do this. And this is amazing. It's great to see. I know that growing up, especially with regards to politics, I used to be so like binary about it. It was, I was right and you're wrong. I'm going to go for that. I don't, if you don't want to agree with me, then you're not going to get a rest. I'm not going to agree that there is pluralism here. We're, we're going to debate this until you back down and I would go and go and go and go. I'm able to now realize that I still believe the same things that I believed, but I, I, can, I can allow other people's opinions to exist debate in a healthy way if I feel like that's something I'm interested in but I can accept that there is no potential right and wrong in those cases and it's not about that judgment on something it's about the the quality and the level of discourse you can have with that person and the relationship you can therefore develop it makes life a lot easier when we take these judgments away um yeah a couple of things off that like it's very easy to, to judge others from having an opposite opinion. But when you take that away, it, it's, that's a barrier for us connecting with each other, isn't it? So, for example, yeah, I, I don't like getting into um, heated arguments and discussions because I get quite emotional and, like, I don't always articulate myself right. So, you know, if we're having a, a, an argument or a disagreement, I would always say lose that because I wouldn't have the stamina to keep going. So if if, if 10 years ago you and I were to put horns on something, 100% you would, you would win that argument because I just wouldn't have the heart for it. And you'd walk away thinking you're right and I'd walk away thinking I'm wrong when actually it's not, it's not necessarily about that. Some people 
people are just conditioned better for that. So now, as a more compassionate person, because I've, because I've learned compassion for myself, I, I am trying to be more, almost aggressively compassionate to other people. So, you know, the world is more polarised than ever. We see things that happen on the news. It's right versus left. and You could say good versus evil, but it's not as simple as that, is it? And I'm trying so hard, even though it's been difficult, not to judge people on their on their worst points. So there are a lot of people out there who 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 I know and like people who've been very close to me in my life. Some of them have have views that that like I find quite hateful, and and I'm thinking that actually isn't them. But ninety five percent of the rest of the things of that person, I, I like. I'm more than acceptable, you know, like even in my own parents. So it, it, it's, it's, everyone has a different set of pressures on them. So rather than just judging someone solely on their worst point, because if someone judged me on the worst thing I've ever done, I mean, I've never killed anyone, but like, like you can fast forward back seven, eight years, me being drunk and doing stupid things and, and just being like, like if you just judge me solely on that and wrote me off for the rest of my life, that would be unfair. So why I can't really be doing that for other people. So like you know, like there's people out there really struggling, and they, and they you know they commit crimes and they 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 have addictions, and and it, you don't give people a chance if you're quick to judge like that. And often the people who are the quickest to judge, like you often reflected on, haven't done that self awareness themselves. Now I pause a beat. I just just pause, take a beat. Do I really want to say that? Is is there anything to be gained from me going on Twitter and saying that? No, because I I don't social media for me getting into social media arguments, especially in the last say five years since things have gone a bit downhill in my opinion. It, I am just not interested in doing that. I have nothing to gain from my mental health and relationships by getting involved in that discourse. If someone judged me on my worst moments, my lowest moments, my most depraved sort of thoughts and behaviours. I'm not saying I'm they're, they're particularly bad, but they definitely don't represent who I actually am. You know, I've definitely delved into areas of behavior that I'm not ashamed of anymore because I know why I behaved in that way. And I know why I, I was in that pattern of thought. And I'm allowing myself to be forgiven from myself and I've given myself that compassion. But if you were to take that and go, right, well, John, you've done that. You, you're marked by that for the rest of your life. Then how could I ever do anything of worth again? How could I ever live a life that was meaningful? So I think that's a massively important point and one that I'm sure a lot of people, if they are on a journey to getting better, a lot of people will be sitting there and saying, but I did this, I hurt this person, I gave this up, I took those things, I I said that thing, I've ruined that relationship and therefore the rest of my life is defined by that. It really, really isn't. We've both been teachers. You literally get assessed on your lessons. You literally have a person from an outside agency in Ofsted come in and judge you and judge your environment. I've been an actor where I get judged. I got judged as a job. That was basically my job. They say auditioning is is your job as an actor, basically. Um, and, you know, it is really difficult when you're consistently put in those situations and you are consistently judged to maintain the balance of your mental health. Consistently putting yourself in a space where you aren't being judged means that when you do go into a situation that you are going to be judged in an appropriate way, i.e. you're being assessed whether you're good enough for that job or you're the right person for that job, you can go into it without fear. It's not, it's not like you've got all the irrational sense of judgment 
flying around. And then when a rational sense of judgment comes in, it just adds to it. You can just pick and choose what's appropriate and what's not in terms of whether to feel judged or not. But having that place for us, it's talk about it, mate. For you, it could be somewhere else where you can feel seen and heard consistently and you can understand other people's perspective just means, I don't know, that pressure's taken off. But on that, yeah, let's let's move to the to the checkout. Kick us off, how are you feeling now, Mike? Yeah, still 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 very satisfied. Quite like quietly confident would be a way to check out in that like there's a space for everybody's viewpoints and, and often when we do podcasts that is a situation where I can feel very judged because I think like, what if people don't get on board with what I'm saying or get on board with my ideas or my viewpoints? And actually, again, I can't put myself in their head. Um, and, and just because they might have a different viewpoint, say, doesn't mean that what I'm doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not about right and wrong. It, it, it's about growth and, and we're here and it doesn't matter if I think about what people in our WhatsApp group think about it or people who run other podcasts think about it if it stimulates them to think about their own situation and then have a thought it could be positive or negative then I think we've already won and I can't wait to bring this topic to the groups I think this will be a really fantastic session I'm feeling I'd say proud of myself and it's okay to say that I'm not going to judge myself for saying that but I'm also really proud of you and of the people in our community, because this conversation's made me reflect on just how much growth there is. Because I think judgment has been, for me, the key barrier to growth, potential, perceived, and real. And reflecting on everything we just discussed, I'm so aware of, fuck, look, look where we are. Look, look what we've done. Look, you know, I'm talking about starting this new job, and you're talking about going for a job interview that I know that you would have been trepidatious about a few months ago and I, I, I remember having these conversations about this period of our life this potential future that we were talking about six nine months ago and we're here and we've done it and we're in the headspace that we wanted to be and I'm just yeah I'm just feeling really proud I feel that's amazing and on that note I guess we should uh should leave on a sense of contentment and pride and uh yeah I'll catch you catch you on the next one brilliant looking forward to it take care Thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate your interest in what we do. And if you'd like to hear more, please subscribe, share, or review this podcast. And if you'd like to have a chat, join a session, or just have some fun, then come find us at Talk About It, mate, on all social media.